Dragonen Deutsch. Okay. Continue the discussion. <coughs> so Buddha gives a, a simile uh, to illustrate this very uh, clearly. Just as a skilled turner or his apprentice, when making a long turn, understands. I make a long turn. When making a short turn, he understands, I make a short turn. So to breathing in long, Bhikkhu understands, I breathe in long, and so forth, as before. Now, even in this uh, turner or his apprentice, when he turned the uh, wheel, uh, he does not say, I turn this long or I turn this short. He doesn't do that. Almost automatically he turns it long. Otherwise he will be very tired by if he were to say, I turn this, I turn this, I turn this. Is it? So, similarly, the meditator, uh, especially on, on the one hand, he will be very tired by using I, 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 I. On the other hand, he will be <coughs> uh, emphasizing the notion of I, uh, which eventually he has to get rid of. And uh, getting rid of would be very difficult or impossible if from the very beginning the person was emphasizing it, stretching it again and again. And secondly, <coughs> the mind will be lodged in the word. Uh, without word he would not be able to do this. Uh, therefore, word gets in his practice. Words get in his practice. So his breathing is going here, Mind is here, in between I, or the word. So the middle agent, he should be removed. And this is why Buddha said, direct way, direct in every sense. And this is, eventually Buddha says, yatha bhuta jnana dasana, to gain uh, knowledge and vision exactly as it is. Gain and knowledge and vision of things exactly as they are. If there is a middleman, middleman, a middle agent will uh, screen, filter the things you cannot uh, sometimes filter, you cannot penetrate the middle agent. You will be blocked by the middle agent. For this reason I uh, uh, advise whoever practice mindfulness practice uh, whatever object they use, pay attention to the object directly as it is happening, anupassana. <coughs> then, uh, in this, on this page, uh, last uh, 
paragraph. I think in your book, when you read Pali, you will see iti ajhattangma kāya kāya nupasī vērati, bhaiddhāva kāya kāya nupasī vērati, ajhatt bhaiddhāva kāya kāya nupasī vērati. Ajjat Bahidhava Kayaka and Pasi Virati. It is Ajatanga Kayaka and Pasi Virati, Bahidhava Kayaka and Pasi Virati. Ajat Bahidhava Kayaka and Pasi Virati. Now, What is Ajat Bahid body? <coughs> uh, Ajat body is his own breathing, breath body. Bahid Kaya means the air existing around us. This entire uh, atmosphere. As we know, the the world is divided into uh, atmosphere, uh, uh, lithosphere, hydrosphere, barosphere, like the two four spheres. So the we are in uh, atmosphere, air. All around us is air. That is uh, air of body body of air, so to say, body of air, that we are in it. And that is external by the uh, kāya. And this is exactly what the Buddha said in Maha Sri Rahulava Sutta, whatever happens to external uh, air happens to internal air that we breathe in and out. What happens to internal air happens to external air as well. So, become become mindful of uh, uh, internal air, uh, contemplate the body in the body internally, or he does contemplate the body in the body externally. <coughs> internal body breath body, we can become aware of long inhaling, long exhaling, short inhaling, short exhaling. External air also is sometimes blow, blow air. You can, if you pay attention to air blowing and pay attention to it, you feel the air blowing for a certain period, then stop. And then you don't feel air moving. It is exactly like in our internal air. And then, as we breathe in, we breath, breathe, breathe in, we bring external air into it, into the body. As we breathe out, this breath goes into the external air and mix it with external air and move it around, move it with the external air mixing with it. And again we breathe in, 
though we don't see, we feel that we have the lungs pulls air from outside and then push internal air into the external air. There is another section, another sentence, Samudhe Dhamma Anupasiva Kaasmin Verati, Vaya Dhamma Anupasiva Kaasmin Verati, Samudhe Vaya Dhamma Anupasiva Kaasmin Verati. And this is uh, another uh, part that has uh, uh, translated into uh, any language, English or Sinhalese. Now, contemplatively arising, that is, that means uh, uh, this is where impermanent uh, uh, is uh, visible or experiential. Uh, rising and then falling, two aspects of impermanence. Rising, we become aware of rising, we become aware of falling. We don't say rising and falling in words, fully aware of rising and fully aware of falling. Then how can we be aware of rising and falling? Isn't it uh, redundant? Or does it make any sense once you say you become mindful of rising, you become a mindful of falling, and then what is rising and falling? I have heard somebody explaining rising and falling comparing to a sharpening a, a knife. You know, when you, those days we use a long uh, knife, you know, fraser. Mm-hmm with a long blade, there is a leather, you use it to sharpen. I think you might have seen yeah. in barber shop those days, I don't <laughs> know whether they still have it, sharp like this, and then sharpen like this, yes. and then sharpen like this. Yes. <coughs> eh? <coughs> that is the <coughs> simile he used to explain this. How can you do that in the, with the breath? Rising, falling, rising and falling, rising and falling. It doesn't make any sense. We must understand the Buddha's teaching uh, when one uh, sees uh, one aspect of Dhamma, it must be related to other aspects also. Or it must be related to the same thing explained somewhere, explained in somewhere else. That is, this is the nature of Sankhara. Sankhara, Buddha has explained Sanguta Nikaya, Angutra Nikaya, Thini Mani Bhikkiva Sankhata Sankhata Lakhanani. Khatamani Thini, Uppado Panyayati, Vayo Panyayati, Titasa Anyatattam Panyayati. Because there are uh, Three characteristics of existing conditioned things. Uh, three 
characters of existing conditioned things. Conditioned things. What are the three? Rising is discernible, panyayati. Or rising is seen. Vayopanyayati, falling is seen. And titas anyatattan, tita means in between. Rising and falling, what is in between? What you call existence. Existence. When the breath, when we breathe in, as it is rising, until it reaches the lungs, in between rising and reaching lungs, there is a space of the breath. There is a length, period, time. During that time period, the breath reaching the lungs is reaching the lungs while moving itself, changing itself. That's called uh, mutating, mutation. While changing it, this is called uh, anikyam, dukkham, viparinama dhamma. Viparinama means uh, what you call altering, altering, mutating, changing. So the breath moving in while changing itself. Move out while changing itself. So between rising and falling, whatever is, whatever the time period is, even during that period, the breath is changing. Therefore, these are the three stages of sankhara. Rising moment, falling moment, and existing moment. Rising moment is not static. Falling moment is not static. In between moments is not also static. Rising moment is changing. Falling moment is changing. And in between existing moment also changing. So then, that is why Buddha said, Satovasasati. Satovasasati. With only with mindfulness you breathe in, only with mindfulness you breathe out, only then can you see these subtle changes within in inhaling, while inhaling we change, we notice changing, while exhaling we notice changing, and therefore that is what is called Samudayavadhamma, rising and falling, rising and falling. Rising and falling takes place very quickly in every inhaling breath, every exhaling breath. Rising moment is the beginning moment, falling moment is the ending moment. In between rising and falling, beginning moment and ending moment, there is a middle period, that is the current moment. So, parimakansa things upasavetva. That is, being, um, paying mindful attention in the present moment. The present is an extremely short moment. Present is not something very big period of time. Very quick moment. Even you, we can catch even that moment when the mind is totally focused on, the happen- on happening, with mindfulness. So the mindfulness can 
uh, notice the slightest change, how quick things change, mindfulness notice. In order to get this quick shift change of all conditioned things, we have to be totally mindful. That is what it means. Samudaya Dhamma. Uh, both rising and falling. Uh, this, this is the traditional way of explaining things. Uh, but this, when you pay attention, we get, you can get confused and begin to question, how can I do both rising and falling? rising and vanishing. We can do rising and vanishing only when we pay mindful attention, sharp attention, clear attention, undivided attention, total attention. Then the time passes very quickly without falling asleep, without without having a lot of stiffness and pain, because the mindful is totally on the awareness of what is happening. It is very extremely interesting experience. Uh, that is why once you sit in a steady position, a steady position is also very important. That's why Buddha emphasized the Udunkhayang Panidhaya Parimukhang Satinupat. Udunkhayang Panidhaya. The posture is important because when you sit in the uh, cross-legged position, keeping the body straight, starting focusing mind on the experience in the present moment. Then as, of course, first few minutes it will be not easy, mind will be wandering because so many things are in our mind, collected things through our eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body and mind. And mind keeps going to those things. And therefore, first few minutes it will be difficult. And then as soon as I understand all these are happening in the mind, in this here, in this mind here, not outside, mind is not traveling anywhere, it's not going anywhere. Mind cannot go anywhere. If mind goes anywhere, we will be kaput, dead, finished. <laughs> mind stays here. Eating, chewing the cud, you know, chewing the cud, when the cattle eat, they store in their tummy somewhere, Mm -hmm. and then sit down and then bring it back to the mouth and then chew. Chew. Similarly, all these uh, stored things in our mind, we bring up and then keep chewing on them all the time during meditation. But when we pay mindful attention to this, we understand, oh, I don't have to chew this card. Let go, let go. Let me focus mind on what is happening. For what I sat here, I sat here not to chew the card. I sat here to pay attention to what is happening to my body and mind. So, 
at that time, seeing this very tiny, minutest, subtlest changes, we can notice that is very, very interesting, very interesting. Okay. Then, <coughs> that is the first part of the mindfulness of the body. Mindfulness of the body, as you see in that chart that uh, Jayanta made, there are six sections. Uh, so we go to the second section. Uh, Iriyapata. The pata, as I mentioned earlier, pata means path. Uh, Pabba means section. Uh, Iriya. Iriya means postures. The pathway of postures. Again, uh, why the Buddha mentioned this section next to the first section? The first section is sitting, sitting uh, in legs crushed, keeping uh, the body straight and focusing mind on the breathing. Sitting under a tree, uh, empty house, and so forth. But then next section is postures. Why postures? As brought as next section is because when you sit, you can, how long you can sit? How long you can sit? Shorter than shorter, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not too long. It's becoming shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so back, so thigh, so mm-hmm. legs, so everything, whole body, so tired, uh, even sometimes sleepy, uh, and drowsy, and so forth. Then you get up. Get up. So the mindfulness practice is not only sitting practice. <laughs> we are 100% okay to get up, during sitting, if you feel bored, tired, so get up and do walking meditation. Standing meditation, sitting meditation, lying down meditation. So how many? Four postures. We can meditate while sitting, standing, walking, lying down. So, walking, a bhikkhu when walking, a bhikkhu understands I am walking. He understands I am walking. He doesn't repeat this in words. No. How he understands I am walking? Paying attention to it. Paying attention to walking. 
How can we pay attention to walking? Suppose we stand like this, this number feet. When we want to walk, lift one foot, move forward and put it down. It is almost automatic as soon as you put this foot down, the other foot is ready to lift, to be lifted. And walk and put this down, then the little stuff. Then put this down, then lift it. As soon as the, this foot touches the floor, next foot is up. So this goes on and on and on and on. So there are three stages for each foot. Lifting, moving, pulling down. Lifting, moving, putting down. Lifting, moving. And two actions take place almost simultaneously. That is, putting down, then as soon as the foot touches the floor, the other foot is coming. And the other two things going on is the breath and the movement. We are doing this while breathing. When you do walking meditation outside on the road, you can see it even better. Because uh, you are not talking with anybody, you are walking on walking by yourself, then uh, you... I don't know how much... Uh, how many breaths we take for one foot. One, one stride. That depends on the person's speed, the person's uh, strength and so forth. So I don't want to give a number. Uh, but you can see that while breathing in sometimes you take uh, two steps in one breath or three steps in one breath depending on how fast you are. But each step is the same. As soon as one foot touches the ground, at that moment, if you run, it is even much faster. As you touch, if you touch, lift, touch, lift. So we pay attention to this, and at the same time, we become totally mindful of the feeling that we, that arises while we are walking. We cannot walk without feeling. <coughs> if you are walking with mindfulness, we're not only feeling, we can uh, mentally, not f- with eyes, we can perceive it. We can perceive the walk. And we also can notice our intention of walking because we control our uh, the mind and the breathing and the walking together uh, when we walk mindfully. That is walking. So the moving forward, uh, lifting one foot at a time, uh, one knows this is what is called walking. (coughs) Not I walk. I cannot walk. (laughs) But the body (coughs) walks with the help of mind. And therefore we don't use the word I am walking, I am walking, I am walking and so on, but we notice the phenomenon or the action, movement that we call walking. And then standing, (coughs) Uh, 
when the body is we put in a certain position and stand, then we feel the touch with the touch of our feet with the floor and the 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 the, the weight of the body on the legs and the steadiness and then we feel the heat of our soul uh, you know when we stand for a certain period we feel the 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 heat uh, that is uh, a heat element we feel it and then we feel steadiness and then we feel if we don't if we stand too long then we feel the body is not uh, going to stay in that position too long because body gets tired when we standing so we notice that uh, <coughs> that is because uh, in the uh, walking we can experience impermanence very clearly but when we stand uh, it is not easy to notice impermanence but when we are standing we can notice the feeling of the body and we can breathe and then we go back to our breathing as before long inhaling long exhaling short inhaling short exhaling and so forth and as we sometimes uh, become uh, totally relaxed perhaps body collapse because body cannot hold uh, together when the inhaling is you know tranquil and relaxed then you go to one sit down again that is why nishin no ha nishin no mit pa janati then you sit stand then you sit because when you walk you get tired and then you stand you stay you standing then you when you are standing you get tired of standing then you walk <coughs> in uh when we sit we uh, pay total attention to our sitting because we get to fall, we have to fold our uh, legs uh, we have to bring our body down we have to adjust the uh, posture to maintain the posture we have to make certain movements if we do this movement mindfully we can see uh, the feeling of impermanence impermanence of uh, the change what you call changing of legs bending and adjusting posture and so forth there are many activities going on while we are sitting when we are trying to sit once we sit we become aware of the steadiness straight upright uh, position now sitting here is the same as sitting at the very beginning ujungkayam panidhaya parimukham satinu patabetwa the keeping the body straight in upright position putting the legs crossed each other and so forth all this we do very carefully mindfully in order to understand how minute impermanence uh, we experience we experience minute changes in all these postures the more difficult is sayanova while sleeping <coughs> or lying down uh, 
lying down doesn't mean sleep. To lie down either on right side, left side, or on the back. Uh, when you want to sleep, the, we have the sleeping lion posture. <laughs> lion posture is the posture that uh, putting uh, right hand under your head and uh, turning to right, putting, tucking the toe, big toes each other, straightening your legs and lie down. That is to sleep, is with mindfulness, thinking, uh, paying attention to breath, long inhaling, long exhaling, short inhaling, short exhaling, relaxing the body, breath body, relaxing the breath body. Then you fall asleep. (laughs) It doesn't take too long. And then, uh, then uh, uh, when you fall asleep, you become aware that you are falling asleep. If you really want to sleep, when you let it happen. If you don't want to sleep, you stay with, with mindfulness. So we are not leaving mindfulness away, I mean, leaving it uh, out. But we keep the mindfulness with us uh, in all these postures. Then, Sampajanya Padda, clear comprehension. Uh, Clear comprehension is explained in uh, commentaries as uh, four types of clear comprehension. Clear comprehension of the purpose, clear comprehension of uh, uh, suitability, clear comprehension of the domain, and clear comprehension of the non-delusion. These are the four types of clear comprehension. The commentaries uh, have taken this information from various uh, places in sutras. For instance, clear comprehension of the purpose is given at the right at the beginning of this discourse. We have already mentioned that. So, uh, there is a list of activities Buddha has mentioned in the clear comprehension. Once we go through the list and then we can elaborate how we apply clear comprehension to these uh, activities. That is very, very interesting. And this is another area that uh, we find different translation, different meaning, different explanations. Uh, so let us try to see what this means. Acts with clear comprehension. Bhikkhu acts with clear comprehension. Uh, How? Exit clear comprehension when going forward and returning. He exit clear comprehension when looking ahead and looking away. 
He actually play comprehension when bending and stretching his limbs. He actually play comprehension when wearing his robes and carrying his outer robe and ball. He actually play comprehension when eating, drinking, uh, consuming food and tasting. He actually play comprehension when uh, defecating. Urinating, he actually clear comprehension when walking, standing, sitting, uh, falling asleep, waking up, talking, and and keeping silent. These are the few, very few activities listed here. Beside this, we we perform many more activities: splitting logs, putting firewood into the wood stove, and you know, sweeping the floor, mopping the floor washing dishes, and so forth and so on. Many, many, many. Buddha has given only few activities to be mindful. Now, this is a very deeply involved mindfulness practice and with clear comprehension. It's We take, take uh, a few of them. Uh, Okay. Going forward and returning. <coughs> Going forward. Uh, this walking meditation. Going forward, and we become aware of it. And uh, when we have a clear comprehension of uh, purpose, why do I walk? I walk uh, in my walking. I keep my mind on this uh, walking uh, in the way we explain. Why I want to pay attention to all these activities in my walking in this way? Because I want to develop mindfulness of the body. I want to develop this mindfulness for this purpose. What is the purpose? Fivefold purpose. To clean the mind, to overcome sorrow and lamentation, to overcome grief and despair, to tread the right path, and to attain Nibbana, enlightenment. This is the fivefold purpose. How can I achieve it when I walk? How can I, get, how can I gain any of these purposes when I walk? I pay attention to every tiny little movement, every tiny little change, which gives us that every action, everything is nothing but actions. Not a person, not a being, not something solid. Everything is action, activities. We can see that. Everything is activity. When we see everything as activities, then activities are not something static. They are in motion. 
always moving. Rising, falling, rising, falling, rising, falling, rising, falling is the nature of activities. Then the notion of permanency completely vanishes from the mind. When permanency vanishes, what remains is the awareness of impermanence. Why, it is imp- why impermanence is so important? Because of the notion of impermanence, we try to cling to something. Now I can see there's nothing to cling to, anything. I should not, there's nothing in the world to hold on to. Loke means in this mind and body. There's nothing to hold on to because everything is in a state of flux, moving, changing. Everything is activities, functions. So I keep this purpose in mind. This is, this is, uh, this is the purpose. Why I want to see this, get this purpose? In order to get rid of my clinging, craving, desire, which is the cause of suffering. Which is the uh, not understanding, not seeing this. I have notion of permanency. I have. I develop my greed, I develop my hatred, I develop my delusion. All this develop normally, naturally, because I'm not seeing this reality. Everything is changing, impermanent. This is how we keep the purpose in mind, right purpose, fourfold, uh, what you call fivefold purpose. Then clear comprehension of the domain. What is our domain? Yeah, this mind and body. These five aggregates. This is our domain, nothing else. In mindfulness practice, we, we focus our mind only on our aggregates, which in short uh, condense into mind and body. <coughs> This is a domain. No matter how many other things are in the world, they are, we are not interested in them as soon as, as long as our meditation practice is concerned. Focus only on this. When we talk about mindfulness, what are we mindful of? Not washing dishes. <laughs> I mean, if mindfulness... I heard people say, when you wash dishes, be, be mindful. Mindful of washing dishes. It doesn't matter how much we mindful of washing dishes, we will ne- never get an iota of insight. If the mindfulness, washing dishes is a mindfulness practice, then all these dishwashers in restaurants are practicing mindfulness. That is not. Our way of practicing mindfulness while washing dishes is focusing our own mind and body, but while washing dishes, we can experience changes, 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 changes everywhere. If anger arises while washing dishes, we become mindful of it. If a resentment and a dislike uh, 
arises while washing dishes, we become mindful of it. You can clean the wash, the dishes uh, uh, almost automatically. You see that you just clean it and apply soap and forth. But that cleaning should focus to our mind. We are trying to clean the mind while washing dishes. Dishes is external thing. So, uh, as I mentioned, there are so many activities. Uh, so clear, clear comprehension of uh, the the domain is our mind and body. Clear comprehension of uh, suitability. We must, you know, in many places, many people talk about suitable or practicing the place. Is this place suitable for meditation? Is that place is suitable for meditation? We are not talking about the not not talking about the places uh, like public well. Sometimes people say that area is not good for meditation. Who doesn't know that? <laughs> Shopping mall is not suitable for meditation. Who doesn't know that? That is not what the Buddha meant. Buddha meant was is this practice suitable for that attaining that goal? That is suitability. We must ask, is this practice suitable for attaining that goal? What is the goal? What is the purpose? Is this practice suitable for attaining those fivefold purpose? Purifying the mind, overcoming sorrow, lamentation, overcoming grief and despair, treading the right path, attaining Nibbana, for this fivefold purpose, this practice is suitable or not? We must ask. So we always go back to this mind and body and say, I have to deal with this in order to attain that goal. So this mind and body practice is suitable for attaining that goal. That is suitability. Then non-delusion. Non-delusion is uh, we should not bring I into the practice because I is a delusion. I is not something that exists. Although we use in our day-to-day activities, we have to use the word I. Just like uh, uh, today. What is today? Tuesday. Tuesday. Where is Tuesday? Although we use Tuesday, can we see Tuesday, touch Tuesday, see Tuesday? Longitude and latitude, Capricorn, equator, where are they? They are very important conventional terms. Similarly, we you have to use I, and Buddha never goes beyond convention. We have to use convention to communicate. We cannot say, these five aggregates uh, moves towards that five aggregates, or that five aggregate could aggregate five aggregate be me a cup of tea. No, you cannot say. I have to say, Jayanta could be a cup of tea. So Jayanta is not something existing as a. We use the given name. So I is something like that. 
we use perfectly all right at the same time we keep in mind this is a conventional usage you see like sunday monday tuesday january february 2016 and so forth they don't exist anywhere in the world so non delusion means we should not be deluded thinking that this is something permanently existing but it is using so we get rid of all the delusion okay performing activities uh, as buddha has given here very few activities uh, we have many more Uh, when we have clear comprehension, we perform all these activities with clear understanding. I think this is enough for today. As I said, this time I want to spend forty-five minutes. I will spend more than that. Yes. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.